you're watching along to Tremors 4, you can hit play now. Because it's time for some podcasting. Dun, dun. We hope you keep on a listening. Because it's time for talking tremor shit. Talking tremor shit. Dun, dun, <gasps> ah, my favorite. Ah. Hey, everybody. Uh, we're here and welcome. Hopefully you're playing along to the movie uh, alongside with us here. We're in Nevada, 1889. It's beautiful and wonderful. Thank you, Stampede Entertainment, for bringing this to us. I tip on my hat to you. For podcast listeners, I've added costumes. <gasps> wow. And a hat. It felt appropriate to add a hat to this story of one man and his struggle to hold on to the hat on his head. Oh, Juanito, may he make it. Uh, this episode is all about corrections from the last episode uh, with Kevin. Or not corrections, but everything I missed. I want to come back around. Uh, listen in to the commentary with Steve Wilson for this. Uh, it's awesome. If you have Tremors 4 on DVD or Blu-ray, listen to it now. Go, It's great. Because uh, you learn, first of all, that this cave is Bronson Cave. Where they film shit like Batman and like everything else like around here. It's directly underneath the Hollywood sign. Uh, and like, oh my god. I can't believe I didn't. I should have like looked it up beforehand. But that was the point of not looking it up. So that way I could know now. And it's cool to see like. they. D- Steve says, oh yeah, they built fake walls. And I'm trying to find them. You know, when that, like I got the TV this close. Uh, you know, are, where are the fake walls at? Which one's fake? Which one's not? And they, you can tell they shore it up with those boards there. Do some, do some lighting. Uh, <coughs> listening to the commentary, all of this is natural lighting. Steve was really bragging about that because <coughs> uh, Virgil Harper had come back from the first movies, all the movies actually, and was yeah, all this is natural lighting. And this dude right here, this is actually a cameo from the the stunt coordinator, effects supervisor, uh, Lucha Lucci. Uh, he does a whole bunch, all of the mechanical rings. All, all the mechanical rigs in this movie. Uh, yeah, and then <laughs> I love Zorin for pointing this out. If you haven't listened to Zorin Gavojic's kill count, like, oh, it's a reverse graboid kill. Instead of down into the ground, it's up, and his head's gone. Ah! Lost his head at the bottom of the bottom down of mine. Shoo do <laughs> Oh, yeah. And we're off. Proper scary opener, like legit scary. I remember watching this the first time, and like, why didn't the Mexican guy die? That seems whoa, that's so scary. I hope you're watching Tremor shit, or you are listening. This is a great soundtrack. Did you know this is Jay Ferguson? I don't know why that photo exists. Did Black Hand Kelly decide to take it with them? And who took the photo? Did the Graboids take the photo? I'm not sure. Oh, there's that wagon Steve talks about. Uh, it's hilarious to hear, like, Steve is absolutely obsessed with, like, not the minutia, in the ba- but all the mechanical shit in the background, uh, especially the steam tractor. Uh, <laughs> like, and you can hear in the commentary uh, almost how everyone was giving him shit about the steam tractor because he's just kind of like a nerd like that. And he was halfway using the commentary to, like, throw shade at them for, like, well, you know, I still got uh, 
Still got the steam tractor in there. As many shots as I could. Haha, I win. Booyah. <laughs> yeah, Virgil. Virgil Harper. I didn't realize, like, he did all of these Tremors movies. Like, oh, man. A lot of familiar names. Linda Drake, John Cupjer. And then, yeah, S.S. Wilson and the Brent Maddock. Boom. And Steve was talking, too. I didn't... There's so many extras in this. This is the first Tremors movie with, like, ex- actual extras in the background just showing off. Like, oh, man. You know, you don't think about... And they only had... They had an even smaller budget. So, like, damn, you can fit extras into that? Like, make it look good and not out of place, even? Like, I honestly hadn't questioned how many people were in the town until Steve pointed it out on the commentary. And, yeah, story by all three of them. Uh, you know, I love Ron Underwood, uh, but first movie and out, actually, he's been doing lots of things. So, like, but Brent, Steve, and Nancy always writing, I was listening to that commentary, and he's <coughs> always calling out how Nancy is adding little things. Brent un- like, added the story to this, but he was unfortunately doing the TV show. He had to, They had to split up this time here, and... Nancy came in to write a lot of little different things. I don't know. Maybe that's why I like this one the most. It's got that feminine touch. Booyah. And this tent, too. Uh, it's funny to hear Steve. Like, he'll even... He'll be happy about the, you know, stuff like the steam train engine. But then... Oh, yeah. You know, I thought we thought it would be cool to have, a, have this done in a tent because it's all old and stuff. But there'd be times where the actors are literally just yelling and... I can't hear my line, you know, go through something. Cut. Okay, did I say what I needed to? Did they hear me? Was everything good? Like, (laughs) do what you can with what you got. Yeah. Nobody's walking away from riches like that. Nobody. (laughs) I get super distracted with this movie because it's legitimately good to watch. I love all the... I saw nothing. I love the lines in this. But the nothing, it was worse than anything I have ever seen. Like, whoa. You know, I saw nothing. Even that little bit of, like, writing. Ooh, ooh, goosebumps. When you hear it, it's good. And, oh, I got my list here as I'm going down. And as we're in places, uh, this was filmed... In Acton, California, uh, they had to worry about, like, trains and trucks and actual construction equipment and a highway. They'd have to stop, like, every hour because you can, like, hear everything. If you maneuver the camera here, like, you'll probably see the Titanic tank where they filmed the Titanic at. I was listening to a podcast with Sam Lee, and he talks about he loves spending time on this tower. Like, this is his most favorite thing. And then he listened to the commentary with Steve Wilson. He's like, you know, Sam really loved being up there. I hated I hated getting up there with the camera, but, you know, he had a wire and everything, and it was all good. <laughs> like, oh, man, that's cool. And that little bit of family atmosphere was like, yeah, man, we're not going to, like, be overly stringent. We're going to have some fun. Let everybody have fun. Uh, this is the real – actually, now that I'm thinking about it, this is the real first, like, we have a kid in a Tremors movie that's – like, proactive and actually doing something, uh, you know, before that we got Mindy and Melvin, and Melvin's more of an antagonist plot, and Mindy doesn't do much, so, like, oh yeah, Fuito, give him some time, man, and, 
it, yeah, that uh, sequel rights podcast with Sam Lee. They did, did an episode on this Tremors 4, and <laughs> you could tell Sam just had a good time, in all honesty. He, he learned a lot, was doing a lot. Uh, Lydia Look taught him a lot. Every, actually, everybody on set seemed to teach him a lot. And this is his, like, first formative acting experience. He was a martial artist before this, which is, yeah. I don't know if that's racist or not. Maybe it is. But still, kicks ass. And here, and, and, ooh. We, <laughs> the subversion of expectation in this movie. That's all, that's all about, you know. Who's all this fancy stuff for? We got a bicycle? And, oh, look at the pretty luggage and the, who's the handy dandy man? Is it, is it, uh, Draco Malfoy's dad? <laughs> Shit, I honestly, Lucius, that's what it is. Uh, eh, Harry Potter can kind of suck it. Mr. Gom, Hiram Gumma? <laughs> and that shot, I am he. Like, ugh, Steve, ugh, bravo with the directing. Bringing it around like that. <laughs> he talks about he had to, when it comes to you have a good cast like this, it just makes your job easier because you're just, they just do it and you just film around it. And really, I was talking about th- that with Kevin. Like, I love watching this cast everywhere. Like, old Fred back here is fucking like, watch it. <laughs> I'm going to steal this guy's coat. Mm hmm. He's going to be taking a nap later. He won't even know it. Mm hmm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find out everything that's in them pockets. Yippers. Hey there, buddy. Yeah, you want some whiskey? I'll give it to you. <laughs> See, that sounds sexual, but it's really not. No, no, he's like, yep, yeah, mm-hmm. I wonder if he takes off them boots. Well, uh, I bet they'll fit me. Like, he is legit sizing his ass. <laughs> I feel I've not been privy to critical, most needful information. And then her, Christine over here, her fa- what the fuck? Who this? Who the hell is this? <laughs> And, the, and then, yeah, like you said, watch old Fred over here. It's just, yeah, I, mm-hmm, I'm a pretty fancy man, too. You don't need to worry about me stealing from you. This is a nice $20 coat. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, I can't take my eyes off him over there. Uh, so good. And then, yeah, to know that this is one of Michael Gross's really writing a lot of this character. They did a lot. They only had 25 days of filming this. So everybody did a whole bunch. Michael Gross was coming off of the TV show. Literally, like, leaving the TV show. They took him out of three episodes. Because Universal and Sci-Fi suck ass. And they popped him into this. And he's, yeah. Writing along. Keep going, keep going, keep going. Helping everybody out. And they, every time I see this tent now, I just think about how much of this dialogue might be ADR'd or anything. Like, whoosh, Adding the gun wall. <laughs> it is cool. I'm always a fan. Like, it's like, oh, you know, that's cool. Like, it's nice to have them there. We don't ever want to use them. And even she's not using them. They're just there. It's nice accoutrement. Maybe she'll sell them one day. Or maybe she'll give them to her children. <laughs> See you later, Reba. Tacopa. Yeah, now I'm watching, I, like I said, I, all of these commentaries, I'm never watching this close to the screen of the TV, so it's just, oh, damn, seeing all the little details, all the acting, all the people in the background backing. 
It's my favorite thing. Don't look at the people talking. That's boring. I mean, that's where they want you to look. It's like magician. Always look at the person not saying anything on screen. Way more fun. Because they're just, they'll be doing shit with their face. Everything. You're wondering what they're thinking. Like right now, like I said, Tacopa. <laughs> I love watching Austin Schellenberg. He's in a whole, another character actor. You see him in everything. Like, just, you want me to strangle him? Nah, we need him. Like, <laughs> and you, I, like, I remember as a kid watching this, Tacopa was my favorite character in this. Just for that realism. Not like, oh yeah, it's cool that he wants to kill him, but just like, I want to, like this guy, man. Like, I know that we're supposed to deal with racist white people, but fuck, I can't. I can't even. <laughs> it's It's beautiful. <laughs> And that's the Stampede people, writing strong characters. That's always better than anything else. Good story, strong characters. And it's funny to know, too, that piano in the background that Sarah Botsford's playing, almost impossible to play. If you look at it in later shots, it's all broken and shit. Steve talks about she had to, like, crank around that thing. They obviously put stuff in, but, oh, yeah, it was horrible. And here it is. I ate it, of course. Ooh, you son of a bitch! Word of advice, young man. Anyone can be taken advantage of. And if you can, do. The the fuck? The fuck, man? And Steve talks about, too, like, they had to, like, really work on this to get it right. They were super duper afraid of being too mean with that. And it almost, like, it almost takes it that line, but it just perfectly rides it. Where, oh, yeah. No, this is a different guy. That's not Bert Gummer. This is a new person. Or a new old person. <laughs> oh, man. Steve with the subtlety, too. You can tell he's on the commentary. He's super duper afraid of, like, everything that he did not being good enough. Like, it's really sad to listen to, almost. Where it's like, damn, man. Like, no, you did an amazing job. And you listen to the commentary with Steve Wilson. And he's always like, oh, I'm not sure we were subtle enough or... Or not subtle, or we were too subtle with something and people didn't pick up on it. But just that little shot there earlier with that gold fob watch piece. Like, oh man. Nope, just pan up. Like I said, when you look at it from the straight camera perspective, there's a lot going on here. And yeah, that even, damn. that I can tell with the directing with this how easy it definitely would have been with people just placed back there. Just like, oh, we gotta do is set them up. They're, they're actors. They know their shit. So we're just let them do that shit. <laughs> and <laughs> I noticed this on it. I was rewatching this before and Hiram gets more disheveled as the movie goes on. But just looking at the like his mustache is perfect. And everybody hear me. <laughs> Dude, you don't. What the hell? You don't have a gun. You live in in O-West. This is a wild west, Mr. Gummer. You don't read the dime novels? We see a bad guy, you gotta smoke him up! <laughs> you know, it's really funny. Uh, I love showing this movie to my nephews. All these, well, at least these first four and stuff. Uh, but, like, that line, oh, let's smoke him up! My nephews love Fuito, and they just love to say that line, and I'm always like, oh no, that's a, 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 a marijuana fray, a marijuana slang. Oh no, children, please be careful. <laughs> We'll, we'll smoke up the Graboids. <laughs> and apparently, this bike, 100% custom. 
Uh, somebody, you know, it's almost impossible to find period pieces. Somebody, you know, got the diagrams and everything, made 100% custom bike for this to be done and mess up like that. And again, props to you, Kevin, for putting your bike in writing perfection. Check it out on YouTube. And Steve talks about, too, that, you know, they're always having people ride horses in these movies, but they never ask beforehand because they think, oh, yeah, you know, obviously people will know how to ride horses. But Michael Gross specifically took, like, bike lessons because he's like, oh, I already know how to ride a horse. I'm pretty good. I, I just need to learn how to ride this rickety-ass bike here. <laughs> and Fuito, and yeah, I talked about this with Kevin on the last episode. It's really great. This relationship bond here that happens. This is the crux of this movie. This is what makes this cool. Uh, and this is not just, I found out, not just the writer who's Scott Buck, not John Welpley, who everybody on set, this is one of the, that, that was a thing that they worked on the most. Uh, Fuito and Hiram and that relationship. And there's old Fred back there. That's the last we see him. Or no, actually we see him later. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> but still, working hard on it. This was filmed, there's three places that everything was filmed, Bronson Cave, Acton, California, and this is Calico Ghost Town, and everywhere around it, Valuez Ranch, or no, Pulsa Rosa Ranch, I had to write it down, make sure I got it right, and we got a cameo from Steve's son, Matt, Seth Wilson right there, booyah, I know, right, you're like, what, I didn't even know, I I barely knew. It took freaking Zoran Gavojic pointing it out. I've always been wondering, like, which one he is. Son of a bitch. Because he's in this, and he's in Tremors 3 Back to Perfection. Yep, there he is. Matt Wilson. He's in a couple of Steve's shorts. His dad's shorts. That's what I should say. Yeah, man. And Saugi. Big, big horse dick. Big horse Johnson dick. <laughs> And again, Zoran, I didn't even notice how much of an innuendo that was that you pointed it out. So thank you. That was freaking awesome. He has some great shots back. Like, everybody walking up. You can tell Steve's using his actors. He's got people making sure they're used well and properly. Not just, you know, it's not about well and proper. Just use them. Just use them. Get them in there. Everybody gets some lines. Everybody gets some movement, some shots. And it's cool to know, too, so all of this stuff that they built, they had to make sure is like, super temporary. So when you even see, like, the tracks and stuff outside for the the mine going in, it's not even, like, staked into the ground. It's all just, like, placed there with some dirt over top to make it halfway stay stable so they can pull all the boards and wood. None of the, none of the metal is actually metal. All the metal is wood. And yeah, oh, ay caramba, alma the hat, ah, uh, yeah, oh, sure go, there goes the hat, the story of one man and his hat, here, he ain't gonna need it, <gasps> what, I came prepared with more hats to the podcasting people, now I have two hats, two hats, that's how many hats are, yep, put it, it's, it's a hat one, you take it, and you're happy for it. We don't complain about the hat. <laughs> and I, I don't I don't know the purpose of the hat outside of, yes, representing, sh sheltering yourself from the chaos of the world. Uh, 
I think there's something to do, too, with the end. Like, you can be sheltered by other people, but ultimately, to shelter, one must shelter the other people. Uh, you know, I don't know. Maybe that's what this podcast is, you know? Sheltering other people with a hat. I give my hat to you to shelter you through these movies. Yeah, you can tell all that's wood. All that's wood. Uh, there's, and Steve, he's always talking about weird shit in the background. That diamond cart. I got the diamond cart in the back. Oh, there it is. Oh, aha. Try to get it in there. And you could tell that that was definitely people like arguing with him on set. No, man. Like, hey, no, I want my damn cart. Screw you. <laughs> and maybe not, but it's more, yeah, no. He liked to find a use for everything. Always try to like use it. If we got it, we're going to use it. <laughs> little setups. I need trees so I can have this hammock so that way when the dirt dragon comes out of the ground I can stop it. This is called plot people. Plot setup punchline done. Peekaboo Charlie. <laughs> and again, I talked about it with the Kevin episode. Uh, it'll come up here. This teapot thing. Uh, Again, well done setup punchline execution. Poor guy with his poor little accordion. You know, if I'm in the Wild West, I'm going to take whatever music I can get. I feel like these guys, it's, this is inappropriate to be mean to poor old Soggy here. He's trying to help everybody sleep. Ain't my fault you like a musical ear. And horses. Always horses. <laughs> Super hard to get horses to happen. <laughs> and there it is! The teapot! Yeah! You can see it getting hooked up at the beginning. Into the saddle. So that's why it's here. Later on. <sighs> Plot twisted. And yeah, that hat. And... It's good to see, again, talking about this in the other episode with Kevin, Tremors is about characters, man. There's nobody being killed or attacked right now. There's no jumping or anything, but it's almost more interesting. Juan and Hiram here, like, sharing their lives. And the, I've been out my quick for weeks. Really, you fucking ignorant son of a bitch. <laughs> what? <laughs> You always had everything, didn't you? Several of everything. And, yeah, I just would like to get one or something. It's so, uh, yeah. so when the, it's so much more interesting, so then when the, oh my god, something terrifying happens, you're actually in a sense of like, oh my, well, that was really real. I was, I was humanizing there. Where did everything go? <gasps> oh shit. It gets you more rather than just like, tit drug rock and roll. Woo. And then we kill you anyway. You pound him, brick. <laughs> uh, and you don't get to see the and that, you know talk about character. You may not get to see these miners much, but for however long these guys are on screen, you can tell that they had a life outside of this. There was more that they were doing before they ended up getting killed here. That, you know, last of the miners that just happened to be camping out, what were their lives? 
we can know. I mean, we I would say we would never know, but we can know. We can estimate and guesstimate. It's done so well that you can tell. And yeah, this is my oh, and and for doing you know, Tremors, a uh, one two three TV show doing mostly in the daytime. Graboids attacks. Doing oh man, doing the little mini G's at night even more terrifying. And if you look closely, you can actually see they have a little tongue in their mouth. They have a little a pre-budding tongue that KNB made, Greg Nicotero. And yeah, going down. Sucked into the dirt. This effect scares the fuck out of me. This is one of the best ones in the series. I, honestly, no, that is. That just straight sucked into the earth. It's super simple. You know, you obviously build a whole, uh, a big box or whatever and add some sand on top of it and film. But damn, man, that's so good. <laughs> And yeah, popped out, look look at the kettle, boom. That way you can know, and it's not even about using that for anything, but so you can know that, oh, sound is what gets them. That's one thing there. It's got sound, we got the spurs on his boots. And such a great use, too, of reverse. Poof, everything reverse coming out. Yeah, and th- there's the hammock, too. We just used up two of our lives. We used up two of our, we, if, we, if we mess up one more time, we're dead. And... God, so I'm getting caught up in how... Boom! Because they come right out of the ground. This is... They talk about, oh, no, we can't use puppets and we can't... Uh, sorry, we can't use CGI because puppets are great. This is awesome because uh, the K&B and MG effects guys uh, combined it. It was a composite of, like, we've got miniatures, we've got full scale, and we can take the CGI and we can put them both together. And you won't even notice the scene. Like, the only thing wrong with the first Tremors movie is that one blue that one blue screen shot over uh, Burt Gummer's shoulder in the rec room where he's shooting a graboid. And if you had actual, like, proper computer graphics, you would have been able to do that. That stunt right there with Big Horse, that was a composite where the stunt guy was like, yeah, we can do one on top, two on bottom, and they were super excited to do it. And then they filmed that, and then they just come in, and then, oh, we just shoot the two Graboids on our own, put the two images together. Wah! Boom. Terrifying. Because then you have the full, like, the puppets right there, like, that you can interact with. It gives your actors more something to do. It gives us more something, to, like, more to visualize. In the 4K transfers and stuff that I've seen, that that's what always ends up degrading the most is cgi but puppets when you still look at them later because people just take all their time to hand detail it like in that in that zoran kill count he was talking about greg nicotero like they all hand painted the graboids and shit and then they just fucking threw dirt on them (laughs) but you know they hand paint them first and then they rough them the fuck up so all of that's still under there underneath like get the hat Juan. get the hat little in the one two three oh no I lost my hat. I lost it. Son of a bitch. And, <laughs> but those little puppets done well and then combine them with other elements via CGI. David Fincher does the same, same thing with the seamless CGI where you don't even notice it happening. That's, ooh, let's do, can we do more of that, please? And thank you. Yeah, so, and I have to say this too. I purposely brought up Greg Nicotero's uh, IMDb profile. Like, dude has done everything. Uh, Evil Dead, Phantasm, Nightmare on Elm Street, Halloween, 
Texas Chainsaw Massacre, uh, Misery, Army of Darkness, uh, Jesus, uh, what the fuck, Pulp Fiction, In the Mouth of Madden, oh my god, Jesus, uh, just, just go look up, from Dust Till Dawn, go look up Greg Nicotero, because that's going to take me forever, holy shit, he has like 130 visual effects credits, go on to IMDb, and yeah, here it is again with the setup and the takedown, yeah, Dakota, what are you doing, digging a spot for a flagpole, a flagpole? Does it concern you that Nevada has yet adopted a flag? It will one day. And I'll be ready. Ah! And it's one of the coolest kills in this, man! Uh, they do a lot of reuse, recycle. And there's, oh, Sam Lee on the water tower. He's always up there. I bet that's just Sam Lee, like, Hey guys, can I take my break up on the tower? Uh, and actually, that's what he says, like, in between takes and stuff. Like, th- that's, he would just go up there. That was just his thing. <laughs> like, that was a, re- that was a really cool podcast to listen to with Sam Lee, just like, and I just had a lot of fun. I learned a lot, and I had a lot of fun on Tremors. And look at him sitting, now I'm looking, like, Sam's just up there, like, chilling. But, yep, man, I can't be in this movie. This is great. And Wand, like, <laughs> Wand fully fucking loaded there. <laughs> I love the two completely opposite approaches. Hiram is getting, like, like, oh, I've got to make sure I'm all refreshed and stuff. And Wand's fucking got a whole belt full of bullets ready to go. <laughs> Yo, man, I we saw something, okay? I didn't see nothing no more. I saw some fucking shit. He came out of the ground. He went over there and then fucking jumped. And no. No more, senor. No more, senor Gomer. <laughs> Called in face of danger. Salary. Negotiable. And you could tell that they all worked on writing this because there's all those little, like, oldie-westie turns of phrase that just kind of like, okay, who the fuck was thinking of that? <laughs> yeah, there's wants over there drinking coffee. It's like 8 o'clock at night. <laughs> or what? It probably later drinking coffee, and he's belted up someone with a little sand in their craw. <laughs> Shoot the nuts off a squirrel at a hundred paces. You take someone like Doc Holliday. Except someone ain't dead. <gasps> Doc Holliday's dead? <laughs> I do. I get a kick out of just the people in this. Like, that's why this is funny. The characters and the actors are having a great time. And no, everybody, we don't know, no one knows where the, where the Chang thing, where the, this ended up. Actually, they, they think that maybe the Chang sold it. Those things are super valuable now. The Cigar Store Indian, they actually had to rent. It's an antique. They had to be super duper careful with it. When they break the other one later, it's a miniature. But I'd like to think that maybe... The cigar statue holds Hiram Gummer's uh, secret diary. And it's, you know, sitting in some safe somewhere in Carson City. Ooh, that's a good one, actually. <laughs> Poor Michael Grove. And I love I love listening to Steve on a commentary because it's just... Oh, Michael. Yep. You know, Yipper is over there just trying to do his best. Poor little Hiram. Here comes Fuito. Uh, and it's a great commentary, too. Uh, I got put off commentaries for a while because I happened to listen to one for the Boondock Saints. And Troy Duffy is an absolute douchebag. And it was just like, I can't listen to commentaries anymore. But I listen to the community commentaries. And I listen to these. 
And yeah, this is great. It's just him being really funny and real and trying to tell people about his cute little movie. And he thinks he's not good enough, too, at the same time. The, guy, the person who made Tremors 1, 2, 3, 4, and a TV show thinks that they're not good enough at what they do. So if you ever are sad and not feeling like you're not good enough, boom, listen to Steve Wilson. Because then he'll tell you, too, it's all about working with other people. This whole Fuito, like, Michael, like, Hiram story is everybody on set working together. I talked about Nancy Roberts adding in. You know, Brent Maddock to himself. Even Scott Buck. I need to learn more about Scott Buck. I only know about him from fucking up the Inhumans. I haven't even watched that. But that's all I know, folks. Maybe he's a good writer and we don't know. And yeah, not yeah, this is so cute. The little formations here of the, the budding friendships. I always love to see the Tremor Saga people using this as a gift. This is so cute. Not bad! And then add a name. <laughs> and not bad at all. It's, yeah. There's a nice little gift for everybody. And there's that steam engine again! Uh, for you, Steve, I'll call out that steam engine. There it is. I got to add it in again. Everyone can suck it. Yeah, Universal Executive that thought the steam engine wasn't worth it. Booyah. And the steam engine, too, is actually a replacement for a train that was originally supposed to go through town. They had Hiram arriving on a train, and there's a steam engine again. And instead of that, they're like, well, we got a steam engine. I love steam engines. Let me, yeah, booyah. And brought it in, did that. So now we got Steve's steam engine obsession in the movie. (laughs) And I love how, too, like... Everybody in town is actually doing something except for Hyrule. Like, Christine is even cleaning the glasses there on her lamp. Like, something. Oh, man. What else? Okay. Well, you know, I always worry because I write all these notes and stuff that I want to make sure that I'm going through everything. But really, I just hit it as it comes. And it works. Ooh. Oh. Um, there was one on the fact page that I like, uh, if you, you want to know anything about Tremors, you read the Seeking Perfection Tremors Guide, or you go onto the Stampede Entertainment fact site, Frequently Asked Questions. And Steve is still answering questions to this day. Like, like literally. And one of them was, because I love watching the TV show, that the ghost dance mine in there is the bottom dollar mine. Like, they didn't plan on it that way, but he has it like, well, you know, like, it's a whole mine network cave system. Why not? Like, let's combine them, do it together. And this, ah, I need, if anybody has, I don't have an actual Blu-ray player, so I have no way to watch Blu-ray. If anybody has the Blu-ray DVD, please, for the love of everything, could you take out a record the special features like the deleted scenes and the behind the scenes and the outtakes of this because like i can't find them anywhere i would love to but i like i said i don't even have a blu-ray player so even if i wanted to buy it i have to buy a 200 dollars machine to even play them so i'm like damn man so again if anybody knows please let me know tag those tremor saga people and yeah hiram 
You're letting the little boy go down in the well. Because there's some deleted scenes here. Why I said that is there's apparently a deleted scene where Hiram is showering here. And the, sh- the water goes off. And I swear I've seen it at some point. Like, that's what bugs the hell out of me. As I know I have it somewhere. There's a copy somewhere of that somewhere. And I can't freaking find it. Miss Lord. And, yeah. It, you know, I'm looking at the, like, that 25 days thing. So the, the lighting almost just drastically shifted from the last scene to this one. Even though it took the, in the space of less than 30 seconds. Uh, but yeah, that's what happens when you have 25 days to film. And you just got to use what light you have. Good job, Virgil and Steve. Bravo, guys. John Cup, Linda Drake, all of you. You got to realize a lot of lighting stuff is CGI, too. That all combines together. Yeah. Think on that, Reba Nancy. All that lightning in the background, CGI. You know, it's hilarious. Like, they had one of the biggest freaking rainstorms in California history while this movie was happening. But it didn't happen while they were actually filming the rainstorm in the movie. Like, seriously, uh, there's shots later on you can tell that they had to film because that was the only day that it was, like, they had to film and it was raining. But this one right here, they needed it to rain, and it wasn't. They had to bring in lights and wind machines, and (laughs) the irony, the absolute hilarious, hilarious irony of, yeah, they needed it, but the one time it wasn't happening. (laughs) Do what you can with what you got. Uh, And so, yeah, all those extra shots that uh of the mil- of the water dripping and stuff that's actually there's a lot of stuff here that's done with uh Steve Wilson's wife Michelle Wilson at a real deal 65 on Twitter folks and she's in every shot of this Steve likes to joke that she's in every single shot you just don't see her cuz they edited her out she's the slate girl camera assistant boom 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 uh she worked on Jurassic Park 3 and Scooby Doo and yeah, so when you're watching this too, if there's close-ups of Black Hand Kelly, those are actually Michelle Wilson that they put a duster on. She was the right like size for Billy Drago's costume, so they popped her in. The- That's Michelle Wilson right there with the with the gun. I know I talked about that last episode, but I will never fail to talk about Michelle and Steve because I love those two. And. <laughs> It's cool to note Billy Drago was not the guy that they wanted. Or this character wasn't how they wrote it first. He was a lot younger, more of a Billy the Kid type. And Billy Drago came in and totally took it in a different direction. Where they were like, well, okay, I guess we're we're doing that. That's pretty awesome. Let's do that shit. (laughs) And Steve talks about he would just act differently. Not, like, say the lines differently, more inflections, and change things up. We're like, oh, you know, that's strange. I'm okay. I'm not bad. Let's let's go with it. And just, oh, man, imagining what the character was before, but no, Billy Drago came in and just, nope, we're gonna, I'm gonna do it the way I want, Hiram. Because I'm, 
I just like to fight with the rattlesnakes just for the fun of it, and I give them first bite to boot. <laughs> I probably aside, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> Holy shit, my man. Yeah. <laughs> Dude is, like, nuts. I talk about it, I, I like to, uh, I'll talk about it later, but, you know, Black Hand Kelly is at the top here. Like, this is a man who knows everything. He has been in a world where he's killed who knows how many people. And, oh yeah, these people are just inviting him in for another, well, we gotta go kill some more things. I mean, people, because that's what my life is about. And yet he comes up wholly unprepared for what happens. And it's fucking hilarious. Because you have this setup of coolness. Boom, 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 boom. And even that coolness can be penetrated by the Graboid. Eight mule freight wagons! <laughs> and that's dry ice in there. I was trying to figure it out last podcast. Now add his dry ice in there to stimulate that effect. And there are no, again, to Alec Baldwin it, or not to rust it, because whatever, uh, they made sure everything was 100% safe on this set, uh, except for a small incident where there was frogs and they wanted to shoot them, uh, but that was shoot them with blanks, so, I mean, we'll discuss that later. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they really did try their absolute best in this for 100% safety. I always have to applaud these movies for doing that. Thank you, Steve. For showing how fierce guns can be. Well now I just bet you could. Charm a cow right out of her calf. With those fancy words. But as for myself. I sort of need. A little something up front. <laughs> it's just. It's, I do those lines. Because like imagining how like. Billy Drago could. Like that's just. Whatever take that is. You know. Oh man. Nope. That's just Billy Drago being fucking nuts man. <laughs> like. Cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. I love it. Bring it on, I say. Boom. Double Eagle. Do you remember me toying with it earlier? Well, I brought it back. And it's so cool, too. There's a... With Juan and the hat. And this can run parallel to Hiram. Losing everything. Juan is always getting something and losing it. Hiram has everything and is still losing it and is forced to give it up. Watching the pieces of Hiram, we got the double eagle, now the cufflinks. Even before the beginning, the first thing he lost was his halfway his pride to the, where this is his shame, where this is now, oh, let's do this. And, and yeah, I know, it's pretty hot, isn't it? I agree, Christine. Nothing sexier than humility. Straight up, bring it down. <laughs> And to watch Hiram get deconstructed like that is probably my favorite part of this because you watch it as a character, but it's always cool to see it happen with props too because then you have a visual guide. <laughs> For those of us that are autistic and like that sort of thing, <laughs> and you give us all these blue whistlers you got, and Hiram, pick out something that just feels right in your hand. And classic tremor shot. Ooh, here. No, credit. It's a gift. Oh, oh, thank you, Luen. What? No one goes without a hat in China. <laughs> and no spurs. In fact, no jingling of any kind. 
But yeah, there's that hat that hat thing again. As one person got deconstructed, another was given to. But ultimately, it is not about what we are given, but what we create and what we make for ourselves. Those are all stunt doubles. Apparently, the Brent Rome stunt double didn't know how to ride a horse. Oh, my God. You could tell. That horse is having trouble. Oh, no. <laughs> it is. It really is. <laughs> Seriously, y'all need to listen to the commentary with Steve Wilson because it'll, it'll give you the best amounts of joy. Mine is good. His is better. <laughs> Wow, I'm you know looking at this in the daytime. So where were those trees? <laughs> Love, lovely shot, guys. But where exactly did you put those trees? Hey, there's my dynamite cart. I got to put my dynamite cart in the shot again, and that Universal executive can go suck an egg because there's my dynamite cart again. Ha <laughs> ha! And we're back at the bottom dollar mine, the ghost dance mine. For those of you that should watch the TV show, go watch it. Go watch it in the right order, too. And I pointed this out in the the Kevin podcast. Uh, It's cool to see the outfits. You know, Black Hand is all in black. Juan is in the white colors. Hiram's in the grays. Way to go, costume designer. It's way more important than you think, folks. Especially with a period piece. People don't realize how much harder that is with something like this to get it all to look exactly right. You know, those boards were probably made perfectly and then you gotta paint them to look like shit. Gummer dag, damn it. Ain't you got no pride? Get up on the horse by yourself! <laughs> like, it's this... That black hand bestowing the wisdom is one of my favorite things in this movie. And knowing where it comes from. Well, I'll tell you one thing. I ain't got your book learning. But I know this. Being full grown. Don't make you a man. Boom. Boom. And that's. There's Hiram in this. Who's kind of a a little. Not the prim and prandy. But he's kind of mean. And seeing Bert later. You know, having that meanness. But softening it down. You know, at that through the ages. Black hand almost sympathizingly like teaching him, hey man, come on, come on, man. I, jeez, don't be this dumb. And here's something we never really got with Tremors 5 an actual exploration of why Graboid eggs hatch like they do, which is you need hot water, you need heat, you need water and heat. There you go, boom. Actually need them to happen in some form or another. And boom, you can hatch Graboid eggs. But did you see anything like that in Tremors 5 Bloodlines? No. You know what I saw? I just saw, I did see heat. Oh, and guess what? They were all the way in the middle of a fucking cave. So, uh, uh, as far as I know, caves are pretty cold, folks. Ugh. I mean, yeah. You need heat and water. That's how you make graboid eggs. Little mini G's. And the hell, man, yeah, <laughs> the Brent Rome stunt double on the horse. He is having a time. Oh, oh, buddy. They should have put him in the back. That's that's too bad. And, 
even Steve, like Steve with the subtlety, like, I just don't, I, I don't know if he got it here, but this is, we tried to allude to the Graboids, you know, have a, a, a bit of a, a molding phase. <laughs> oh, Steve, thank you so much for feeling like you didn't dumb it down enough for us. <laughs> it's just fine. Keep it, keep it right where it's at. You're good, man. More subversion of the expectation. So, we all know old Fred is in the first movie. And, well, we all know what happened to old Fred. Oh, ha ha. <laughs> and apparently this wagon, like Steve didn't want to break it. Like he, again, he likes his mechanical things, but they're like, nah, dude, it's really old, Steve. We just, like, it's easier if we break it than not break it. But c come on. Like, I might want to take it home later. Are you sure? Please? <laughs> uh, that whole wagon is, is perfectly broken. And they have this take here coming up. Uh, it This shot here coming up that ended up taking 10 to 15 takes using a wire and a wind machine. Because he got this hat, you know, the hat on the ground. Hey there, old Fred! Hey, Fred! Hey, old Fred! What the hell's going on? I mean, what the hell is going on? And then that's a wire. Whoa! I agree, Zoran. How exactly did the Graboid get the head up there? But nevertheless, it's still a great shot. But yeah, that's just a little wire and a wind machine just perfectly done that way. Yeah, KNB, that's Greg Nicotero with a head. That's a, that head looks so real. It's fucking freaky, man. This is a Scott Buck hole. Maybe we should have made it longer. Well, I'm not toting no more rocks. <laughs> like, oh, that's, that's so morbidly, like, human. Like, there's, oh, is that, like, making fun of the dead? Oh, no. Like, there, like, it looks like it's pretty hard to find any rocks that they did in the first place. <laughs> oh, man. That's just, ouch. Alright, welcome to life and death. He drove the freight. He had about breath. You know, I don't want to say that. <laughs> yeah, okay, please, one. Uh, this is actually Michael Gross wrote this in here. Uh, always give Michael Gross room to act, and it'll serve your movie better. Even Billy Drago's looking at him like, the fuck is this guy? That's some of the shake of Spiro I've been hearing about. Well, I tell you, I might need to see one of them plays. <laughs> he did. Uh, Billy Drago there was having a... Oh, man. So this is why Michael Gross has been in all these movies. All right, then. I agree. I concur. We could go down to the Muring Station. Uh, apparently in the script, it was this was originally a stamp mill. Uh where they would stamp the actual bricks and shit. Uh, but apparently you wouldn't have that where it was. So they were like, oh, here, let's make it a muling station. <laughs> Amazing the little things that are happening. They're like, oh, well, okay. All right, we're going to work around that. What can we write? What works for that? And cool. Bring it back around. Because it's even cooler, too. So they wrote that with the muling station. There's a great thing in the Seeking Perfection book where the Skotak brothers uh, came back to do the miniatures for this. They did the miniatures for Tremors 1, 
And this whole scene here, they have a whole bunch of boards that get pulling out. And the Skotaks were like, hey, like, we can only do, like, a couple of shots of this. Can we, like, take it down a little? And Steve was like, yeah, let's just write it down from 12 boards to three boards. Boom, and we're done. Because they literally had, they didn't have the money for it. And they were like, well, can we just, like, say, screw it? And like, <laughs> we we don't have the money, but can we just write around it a little bit more? Okay. Thank you. Let's do that. <laughs> and for pod, or for video land and podcast land, it's great to see like the light go out outside. I always love doing that. Like you're actually watching a movie with me and it's getting darker. Things are getting scarier. You can't see the door if you're facing this direction. Always be prepared. That is Gummer Wisdom 101. That line just soaked into his jeans. <gasps> I excuse me. Why do I feel so so strange? I feel like I'm always being prepared. Ooh, ooh, the preparation tingles. I've got the <laughs> the preparation tingles. <laughs> uh, hopefully you're not taking the preparation H. No, for those preparation tingles, folks. Keep it on your face. Right where it belongs. And yeah, the, here's the wonderful hand puppetry, little tentacles coming in. Ugh. So much that you can do with puppets. And it's scarier in the long run. And there's, I was watching Tremors the series the other day, and there's a great scene where Bert puts the gun underneath his pillow, uh, talking about paranoia. And it's great to see Black Hand Kelly there just sleeping. I got my gun. I'm, re- I'm ready! Cha! Like, he's always prepared. <laughs> Legit. And it takes his hat! Oh, no! No! Son of a bitch! I fight it, Osana! Mierdes! Oh, it took his hat! Oh, the wonderful story! It is, you know, Kevin, if you're listening to this, the hat totally represents the opposite of what Gummer, or the, the parallel of what Hiram's going through. Hiram is losing everything. Juan is also losing everything, but as a minority, still having to regain the same things. Booyah! Booyah! That shit's America, man. We got the white man doing it, and we got the minorities doing it. I didn't want to say a color, because it's everybody. We all know it. We all know it! You're right. I did say <laughs> you don't. You told me to pick something I was comfortable with. <laughs> and, the, and Blackhead's never, like, truly getting mad. He's like, okay... So you're you're just taking me literally. Alright, <laughs> I guess <laughs> There's there's a wonderfulness in this and the first movie does it too. Second actually uh one and two where you know you're stuck on the rock and everybody starts yelling at each other where you know we get to things get really crazy and then we'll like start to actually be mean to each other for a little bit. Uh but it's still like no I'm I mean, you're dumb and I'm mad at you, but I still also want things to be good. And then this, so this right here, where <laughs> it's time you learn how to use a real beast. <laughs> if you want to bed down with a real pretty woman, I suppose you just hire somebody to do that too. <laughs> Spare me your tiresome analogies. It doesn't matter. I'm going to say this once. I'm going to say it one more time. Some things a man needs to do for himself. Right now, shooting is one of them. And, you know, he's absolutely mad at this guy. 
And, but still, like, come on. Like, I don't want you to die. You're, you're about to. We're dealing with something that even I'm having a hard time with. I would prefer that you know how to shoot a gun. Like, you're probably not going to, you're not going to learn in 20 minutes what took me 20 years. But you got consistency. It's better than nothing. Because <laughs> this is this is Black Hand Kelly is talking about. He's so cool. He's so neat and he, he's a badass. Here comes his deconstruction. Where like, uh, like you mean every last lead plum comes out of that barrel is gonna kill whatever you aim at? Like he's losing it. Like already, he's kind of like mm, I don't know right now. And it's great to see. It would be like actually watching Bert lose it in a situation where he didn't truly know that. I feel that Tremors do. I feel I was denied critical need to know information. This board shot there—that's actually just some boards on a wedge, and the special effects guys are jumping on it on the other side of the board to make it go up and down. <laughs> you can make a movie too. <laughs> That's—it's all it takes, folks. Then it all becomes one. Those muzzle flash fires, those are CGI. Actually, there's a little bit of a, an actual muzzle flash in there, but then they CGI'd it. Add more to it. And, yeah. What do you expect? Black Ant Kelly just absolutely fucking going crazy here. Because who wouldn't? Have you, have, have you ever dealt with something like this? Have you ever? I mean, this is... Crazy town banana pants. And that's a full scale. So this is cool. That's one full scale. <laughs> and then this right here is actually a miniature shot through the window. Right? That's a miniature. That's a quarter scale miniature. I know, right? I'm like, what the f ah I love I'm gonna point it out wherever I can, the transition, then the seamlessness of it. Like, ooh. Cause that's the Skotak brothers. One of the best shots they did in the first movie is when uh Bert has the gun, drops it down on the floor, and you see the foot on the floor, and they pan over, and in that pan, they cut it, and that's the graboid as a miniature. Beautiful. We don't notice it. Now I pointed it out to you. You'll, you will notice it. Uh, interesting factoid here. Juan is about to tap the word tremors. That's what uh, Brent Rome and decided on set that was the thing that he was going to tap. So you actually hear this is the first instance of the word tremors in the in the movie's tremors. Tap, 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 tap. He actually learned how to tap tremors. So that right there ends up being tremors on set. Pretty cool, huh? Put that on our movie details. There's some secondary unit shots. We got the ladies and the kids here. You know, does this actually this technically passes the Beck Bechdel test. I would like to point that out. We got Two women not talking about men. They're like they're, they're talking about this telegram. <laughs> men may be on the other line of it, but they don't know that. Mm -mm, that's not how it works. And I agree, Steve. It's so cute to see this kid like figuring this out. Oh yeah, okay. And this is something the Tremors movies do. All right, now I know that. All right, if I'm getting a weird message from somewhere, I need to figure out some electricity. You just take off a wire at a time. Back and forth, plickety plug, little things, folks. Know them, know them, so you can use them later. 
And why why were the men gone? Because we needed them gone. Why was the door the size that it was in the Titanic? Because it was shot two miles away from this. <laughs> and yeah, this is that's miniature shot. Actually, that's full scale. Nope, that's a full scale. And then they composite in these tentacles here. But that's their full scale graboid uh, that uh, they made two that you can actually like have a person swallowed in. This is the first one where you see a full swallowing happen. And they designed it so you could actually fit a person in it, uh, different than usual. But yeah, those tentacles are composite, CGI. They they practical the tentacles like those are all just done as tentacles. But then they took the two images, crossed them together, made one. Yeah, the the full Greg Nicotero. Holy shit! Like I said, go look up that IMDb page. You're like, damn man, you can tell he came in loved. The Algamated Dynamics guys and just made it even better. What the hell are we up against, man? <laughs> uh, and this one, like Black Hand Kelly, is losing it here. Like, like, oh, so that the, each creature has three tongues, and we saw nine before. So that only means that there's three. <laughs> there's still only three animals, and they're supposed to make me feel better. Good God, man, those things are the size of eight mule freight wagons! <laughs> then you got to know your enemy, Hiram! <laughs> like, that guy is fucking losing it, dude. Like, it's, it's... It's really hilarious to see him going from that such a cool, calm collective... Yeah, I can shoot a gun and shoot that sausage over there like it's nothing to... Holy fucking shit! They're, they're coming for us! Is, is that what the devil is? Yeah, I was always believing they didn't fucking exist. But that's the fucking devil! <laughs> With a point blank full bar, all the land we got! <laughs> yeah, uh, like you said, folks, I'm not on any drugs or anything. I'm only drinking coffee at... I just love that guy. I love Billy Drago chewing the fuck out of that scenery, man. He is just having a great time portraying that. That's all miniature, too. That was all quarter-scale miniature. There's a full-sizer. But yeah, Black Hand just lost it, man. We watched the coolest, most badass guy in the entire Tremors movies meet something even he wasn't fucking ready for. Which is great to see that you have Hiram actually be able to withstand it. He's got a, a mental fortitude that I guess he'll pass on down to his children if you're looking at it like that. That's much more important than knowing how to shoot. Remember, life and survival starts here. Because the graboids are always about being smarter than the next guy, smarter than the one before. And the little, that like you said, those little bitty touches, the sound, that thing is huge, grabs them. And not only real, like, actual watching this first person go down, because we watched Buford and the guy in Mexico, but, the, eat this! Pa! 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 There's a, there's a level of, like, he may be upset, but I feel like Black Hand was a little bit satisfied with that death. Uh, you know, just, ah, fucking at least I don't get to live in a world where you exist. <laughs> he ain't give no fucks. He go crazy, man. 
And yeah, that's a stunt. Oh my god, that stunt driver was like falling out of that wagon there. Shibuya. And here's some miniatures. Those are all miniatures because they couldn't actually do anything through the floor. Uh, there's some great behind the scenes photos on Imgur uh, about all of Tremors 4. It's all great miniature shots. That's all That's all miniature, not full size. That's full size. <clears throat> I was talking in the Kevin episode, Michael Gross comes out of this here. This stunt was actually coordinated. That's not, that's absolutely on purpose. That was padded on the wood and on the guy's back. That stunt guy did that fall precisely like he was supposed to do that fall. I know, right? Like, what? Holy, I mean, that's cool. And yeah, that's a minister shot. That's, that's probably my favorite. Ah, it might be, ah, where you can see it under the bridge actually crash through. That's a miniature along with the full scale. Composite them both together. Combine it together. There's so much you can do with that. Keep, yeah, I, I, I don't know why they don't do more of it, quite frankly. Like, it's a little cheaper. You have the puppets. You get to do more with the puppets as an actor person. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, nice on the ground. We actually have a practical reason for the Graboid being able to see like that. So cool. One, I, I love the, they call it the pogo cam when it's down that low. Those are the most savagerous beasts I've ever ever seen. Uh, really great line writing there. Spirit beast, part of our legend, and that yeah, spirit beast from the underworld. Uh, there we go. We have enough now that we know that graboids can be around wherever the fuck they are. If Tacopa's ancestors are able to create legends and myths about them, then we know that these guys can show up anywhere, and they probably have. That's part of Stampede's Tremors 5 was it started with 800 years ago in Australia. So, okay, if they could be in 800 years ago Australia, who the hell knows where they could be? If you check out the Tremors saga people, they've already started writing little, like, short stories in those different places. Hundreds and thousands of years ago, hundreds of thousands of years in the future. They could happen anywhere. All that matters is you gotta have a good story and characters to go along with it. And that, yeah, I'm watching everybody back here. What this is my really, I really love. This was as a kid too, even. And this more movies should do this where you learn about the dangers of racism. Um. Uh. Knowing the railroad lifestyle and oh yeah, like. China not perfect. No place perfect. They didn't want to go back. They didn't want to die, man. There's a part of it, like, you can tell that they're absolutely afraid for their lives just to have to, like, leave this town. It hurt me. Like I said, even when I watched this the first time, that was my biggest takeaway was that was the Chang family. Weirdly enough, Hiram and Fuito was cool, but what was happening there just drew my eye. And like, oh, man, okay. You don't see that story at least at that time, didn't see it that much in monster movies. The minorities trying to make a use of their lives. Hey, no, Asians. I'm not going to use minorities because white people are more minorities too. Fuck us. <laughs> we voted four to one in favor of doing exactly that. 
At least one of you has some sense of ethics. I voted to drop you off a cliff. I fucking laughed at that line as a kid. I was one Because <laughs> it comes... When it hit... Tacopa's saying that it's not... It's not him trying to be mean. It's like, uh, yeah, man. I'm fucking done with you. Like, that... Yeah, you white people, man. I'm telling you. You already come in and you fucked up my whole fucking land and shit. Now you're gonna leave. Yeah, I voted to drop your ass off a cliff. I don't blame the man. Yeah, Mr. Gomer, please don't leave us. I have little nephews that look like Fuito. I was talking about that earlier. And that that face right there hits me. Oh, no. I promise, Fuito. I promise I will be there to fight the grappleheads with you. No. The bicycle. The velocipede. Oh. Oh, the shame and the tragedy. And yeah, it's cool to know, too, that the music for this was so good that Steve was like, oh, you know, I want to make sure that we have more of the music. So, like, I'm going to add little montages. We're going to film a little bit more. We're going to add some more scenes here. Almost superfluous, superfluously so. But I, I don't really care because that music is great. Do, 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 do. Jay Ferguson wrote the office theme, did Tremors 2, uh, was a, no, it's Ernest Truth, no, yeah, Jay Ferguson was supposed to do Tremors 1, and then Ernest Truth came in. Apparently this whole town had, like, burnt down before this, before this happened, uh, and they rebuilt this area, they got really lucky, this is Calico Ghost Town, and, yeah, that's always, oh, oh, look at that shot of the, of the slingshot, oh, that was wonderful. We start there, pan over. That's why you're sad, man. Because you, you have left little Fuito behind. How could you do such things? No! No! <laughs> it's funny to listen to Steve talk in the commentary. I say that a lot, folks. Because I want you to just listen to Steve talk in the commentary. <laughs> uh, and how, oh yeah, you know, this little CGI shot here with the dust coming up is a lot easier than... Digging a trench and putting a buoy in and pulling a hump along. <laughs> hey, I got that shot of the wagon in. One of my one of the ads went out, and got that shot in, and I was talking to Kevin about this. Uh, this and I didn't know this. I was pretty sure about this at the time, but then I listened to the commentary and I was yep. This was a day they had twenty five days of filming. It wasn't necessarily supposed to rain, but it was, and it hey let's 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 use it. Uh, oh, I mean we gotta. We got to do what we can. The rain was so bad that they had the 25 days and they probably had more, but the road was going to get washed out to the town. And the stunt people were like, we can't like the drivers. Oh no, we can't, we can't even get here after tomorrow. Everything's washing out. So we have to leave now, like get the hell out of here. Uh, Cause the rain was so bad that they, you know, during takes, they couldn't, like I said, they couldn't hear anything. Uh, they were having to push the tents up because they would collect water and shit in between takes. And, yeah, so this one, they look legitimately cold as they're the end of rejection. It works perfectly. And then we cut over here to the warmth of Hiram. With your money, go ahead and burn that money to keep your soul alive. 
do I really like doing the Western accents as part of this podcast, folks? Yes. Yes, I fucking do. <laughs> interesting fact. If you don't, if you don't know Michael Gross, this is an interesting fact. Michael Gross loves railroads. Like, legitimately loves railroads. So Michael got his little scene here in a railroad uh, station office. And, uh... <laughs> He even talks about later, like, the stamp here is an actual old railroad stamp. And folks, too, if you're wondering why they decided to hide Graboids and nobody knew about Graboids in the 90s, right here's the right here's the reason. You think people in the 1800s are going to believe, oh, you're telling me that some giant worms showed up and they ate your town? All right, you just want the tax credit. Uh-huh. But that, that stamp there, yeah, Michael Gross would like you to know that's a real stamp. But yeah, that's why we don't know, folks. You don't tell people about crazy shit like that. Black Hand Kelly saw the devil. That's what he saw. <laughs> I don't believe in the devil, but I know Black Hand Kelly does. And that right there, Richter's firearms. Like the Richter scale that measures seismographs. Ah! <laughs> the details. Oh, I love these movies. Care, effort, and tenderness. If you look closely here, there's going to be the shot of the piano. Look at those keys. Look how shitty those keys are. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh. And I didn't I didn't quite notice this until Kevin and Steve pointed it out, but there's... Reba is a singer. Oh, look, we have Christine that knows how to play piano. <gasps> Maybe the gummers love redheads that can are musical. Boo-la-la. Damn it, Bert. I thought you were going to practice the mandolin. And Steve would like me to point out there's a water spout up there for trains right up there in the top right-hand corner. We know when they were originally going to have the train going by, but, I mean, things happen. You move on. Ugh. And then back to China. Yeah. You're not going to work on the railroad like Mama and Papa. Ugh. It hurts. It hurts. I remember... uh, I think it was in like fifth grade around that time and learning about that kind of thing already just ouch ouch that the changs hurt me the most and steve talks about that's something they were really proud of with the family we always have a singular chang in a movie now we have three of them we actually see the family that runs the family store they will come from the north not from the south wait from the east not from the northwest uh there's you can ask Steve. Nobody knows which direction perfection t- uh, is is facing. Uh, I'm of the mind that maybe we live in a multiverse and it faces all different directions. They're in a vortex, remember? Uh, who knows? But yeah, nobody knows what the actual direction of perfection goes. Not even not even anybody on the crew. I've asked. And <laughs> there's a great... I was telling Kevin about this, but there was a great... TikTok Graboid video with the greatest showman. It's Mr. Gummer! Look out, cause here I come! Cause I'm marching on to the beat I drum! This is me, this is you, this is who I'm meant to be, this is me! Pow! <laughs> For the greatest showman fans, yeah. Look out! <laughs> Maybe I'll let you keep him after all. I mean, you hear that soundtrack he's got going? Pretty good. Yowza! Whoa, you intransigent beast! <laughs> the, the dialogue, the verbology in this. 
That's why there should be more Tremors things that take place in the old, in, in either the future or the past. Or in different areas where you get to take advantage of people's dialects and accents and shit. That would impress even the late Plackham Kelly. And this is just Steve uh, jerking off to guns. Hi, my name is Steve Wilson, and I love firearms. Boom, boom. You know, I actually stunt doubled for Michael in that anti-aircraft gun in Tremors 3. Yeah, I'm in there. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> he does, I, like, that's no shade on guns. Uh, but yeah, if you're gonna love him, you love him, right? <laughs> yeah! He's got, that's, that's how you do it. If you're, full frontal assault, and I mean that in all the different ways. That thing is huge. And yeah, there he's lost his final piece of himself, but he has become a whole man. He is now a true gummer. Yes. And <laughs> Madam, I intend we throw our visitors a little corpse and cartridge occasion. <laughs> we stand our ground and fight these despicable beasts to the death. Yeah. And yet, uh, like, I need to look up the Mandarin for this because Lydia Look and uh, Ming Lo actually added it. It was those guys just like, we need some actual Chinese Mandarin in this. Let's do it. It take me two years to leave China. And it hurts. Like, mm-hmm. Let's do this. Yeah. We'll stomp them like snakes. We'll burn them down. We'll smoke them up! Wah, wah. Knowing you, you'll need a spare. Gracias, amigo. <laughs> yeah, podcast land! I had four hats! Boom! <laughs> and... I wore my special Steve Wilson hat. Actually, it's my Alan Grant. It's close, but it's my... It, yeah, it looks like Steve Wilson's hat when he's shooting this movie. Sha! Shaw! <laughs> There's another one, too. I, I like to imagine it is raining like fucking crazy. You can kind of see it back there with the lights and shit. And they can't hear anything. <laughs> and when they come up, always shoot them. Poor actors, they're acting like crazy, man. They're doing their absolute best. Oh, here comes one of the best lines, one of the best gifts on the internet. Our Alamo! Well, we were the losers at the Alamo. Speak for yourself, Ringo. Yeah. Ian, everybody loves a good fourth wall break. Ah! Shabooms! And the cans. Ah, if this is a. If we're gonna set a movie in the past like this. It's got to be inventive, be fun. Those kids, I'm eating as fast as I can. That's a lot, though. But, on this point, I actually do save my cans. So, that's not entirely insane. Dandy. <laughs> Steve was talking about, if you're wondering how Hiram was actually able to pay for all this, that Tech Philippe watch that he had, that final piece is actually worth about $1,000 back then. So, do the inflation. Zorin was doing the inflation in his kill count, where the $5 that Fuito was charging would have been 100 
fifty thirty eight dollars. Yeah, one hundred thirty eight dollars. And yeah, there's all four Stampede Tremors horses, all four of them, all four of them, red, white, brown, and tan. Shibuya. And yeah, man. Um. Sorry, I got I got so distracted. Uh, but Hiram. His watch cost like a thousand dollars, so he had like ten thousand dollars worth of money to spend. So yeah, he had ten thousand dollars worth of guns, and he fucking it's ten thousand dollars, and he spent it on guns. <laughs> and yeah, Lydia, <laughs> Lydia looked looking like a badass over there. What's up? Yeah, I'm here. What's up? You want a piece of me? I fucking take you. And here's our uh, antique version of the decoy car. <laughs> it's Steve. I'm not. It's not simplistic. I'm really trying. I'm working on my Steve impression. He said he's more grizzled lately. But that's Mr. Rogers of cinema. Shall we begin? All right. You know, and yeah, I've really been looking. You could tell that they had to do a lot of filming around and stuff. There's, he says, there's about half of it that they had to make sure that they just couldn't film. And there's always always these shots towards the south itch that it looks like. And yeah. There's the Titanic tank behind there. There's some highways, too. So well done. Boom. Boom. Like, I'm, I I try to examine these when I'm doing these commentaries for a real, like, how do you pull this off? Is that effective as you pull it off? And I'm with these older ones, when I watch them, it's just, man, you know, shot for shot, punch for punch. Uh, one thing leads to the next. And in typical Tremors universe, our plan doesn't work out. Because <laughs> it doesn't. It, nothing ever works out right the first time. Ooh. All those guns. Steve made sure to, like, if we're going to we're gonna have guns, we're going to show them getting loaded. Do this proper. Old schooly. Oh, dude. Wow. I mean, I, I keep worrying. Like I said, I keep worrying I'm missing my notes. But this movie, like, speaks for itself. Where <clears throat> I've watched enough of the commentaries, I know enough about it, where as these things happen, boom, it's just going to flow right out of me. The ridge at the south end of the wall? Uh, yeah. That doesn't exist, Juan. <laughs> I'm almost kind of being silent here because if you're, <laughs> you know this movie, you know what's happening, uh, you know what's about to happen. And I just kind of <laughs> love it. And yeah, that, does somebody maybe we should have traded out the larger gun with the small kid? <laughs> somebody have a pistol that this little Fuito? And yeah, I'm, I was like about to be like, oh, he's holding that gun upside down. Oh, yeah, I bet Steve told him to. <laughs> I was about to question it, but was, oh, no, I bet Steve told him to. Boom. <sighs> that was a miniature, too. That was a miniature composite. I'll do a little bitty mini. You missed with a cannon! That's <laughs> oh, so cool. Uh, it's that... You can tell that subversion of the expectation. We've all seen Tremors 2, or hopefully have seen it. And, oh, he's going to shoot it and blow it up. Oh, no! You missed with a cannon! All these, like, in-your-face 
Don't even expect him coming. And yeah, for shooting a great many ass blasters, that's what we got a pump gun for. Shaboom. And they whole and they do it they show this in the T V show too, with the muskets. There's a musket episode just to shoot fire, load, muzzle down, gunpowder, poop, shot and balls, poor shot and balls. And just take your time. One, two, boom. Miniature full scale miniature full scale miniature I know it's dumb to call that but it's just man yeah there's another mini yes bury that thing they were finding too that when they like in tremors they never have rocks where they need them to they always have to build their rocks uh, those rocks that Juan and Hiram were on, they built those rocks. The, the rocks in Tremors 1, they built those rocks. The rocks in Tremors 2. Uh, when they were digging for this town to try to put things in the ground, they, they kept finding rocks. There was rocks everywhere in the ground. <laughs> so they've been toting some more rocks. And then, again, in typical Tremors fashion, one, two, Three. It's not Tremors fashion. That's just writing. I don't. I. I will. I call out Tremor. These movies the most with that because they do it so well. But that is just writing. That's what we should be doing anyway. If you're writing something, you got some story. It always comes back around. One, two, three, four. Oh, and here's one. This whole thing with the telegraph pole is something that they've been wanting to write into a Tremors movie for a really long time. This has been in, like, Tremors 1 and Tremors 2 scripts. And it just never ended up working. Uh, and this is the Luca Lucci, that stunt guy from the beginning of the movie that got his head taken off. Uh, this is all his rig, mechanical rig. Because you got the KMB, that's the actual practical effects. And then you got your stunt effects. It's so cool to learn all this stuff behind the scenes. And, yeah. And Brent Rome, like, insisted on doing all that. Like, that was it. No, no, man, I want to get up there. Fuck yeah, dude. This saw kill here, this is actually, it was a samurai sword in another Tremor script. Again, reuse something. We had something before. Come back around and use it. <coughs> this is one of my favorite kills in the whole series. <coughs> Definitely this one right here. Because of the setup, but then, that, damn, that's just cool. As, a, as an effect, too, even with the, this pushing out of the ground. Just really simple. Well done. Luca Lucci. Bravo, my man. That's two of them down. And it, yeah, as, as Zoran points out, so now we're just gonna now we're just gonna stand around, even though we know that there's still more out there. <laughs> astonishingly, astonishingly clever, my man. Although admittedly, they don't really have many places to go. So what would you do? Like they're trying to whisper. You can't, when you, when you, if you start to run, that's actually worse. So, I'll, I'll disagree with you there, Zorin. I'll give you that one. Little CGI there. Boom. That's a, this is some reverse shots coming up here. That's a reverse of what we just saw before. There's another reverse. And again, another miniature. I called this out earlier. They're so lucky that Graboid didn't want to eat it. Yep, miniature shot as we shoot this thing out. 
boom. And I'm looking. You can almost tell. I can, nah. It looks like stop motion. Oh, yeah. Looks like a, those, uh, ah, damn it. Rankin and Bass Christmas specials. Which, that makes sense. That's all miniatures. Oh. And that, man, I'm just looking at Hiram's coat now. He's got a very doctory look to him. He could be almost a little bitty. Yes. Yes, I'm a time traveler. I have a booth that takes me places. Booyah. I'm getting caught up in it. Yeah, man. I'm going to put my notes down. I keep worrying about them. There's this line here coming up. Uh, we, we, we must do what we can with what we have. Uh, I really call out in the later movies when they just basically take lines. A man must learn to sail in all winds. Steve talks about they tried really hard to make sure they came up with a Chinese phrase for that that worked. And... To take an idea that we already had before, doing what I can with what I got, and not repeating it, but repurposing it. That it, Oh, that's where that comes from. The TV show does a, a pretty good job of it, where it's uh, Rosalita. You know, I just do what I can with what I got. Uh, and Larry even says it in front of Bert at one point, and he, we must, we got to do what we can with what we got. I'll remember that. And just that snide. Yes, I know that I said that. Thanks for reminding me. Uh, as opposed to the broken to the wrong goddamn hanger, didn't you, you bastard? Which is the same thing, but you just replaced hanger with rec room. Uh, you know, take a line and actually make it different. This is CGI too, because you can't get two things in focus like that. So they actually had to comp composite shots right there. That's CGI. That's all CGI. Like, not all CGI, but that's two shots put on top of each other. <laughs> um, and this is a huge like effect that they had to work on too that took like days there's pulleys and cables that they actually used the steam tractor and trucks to get that done uh, took forever that's actually one that they've been wanting to, again to do uh, since I think the, the second movie more real simple we got some tentacles some puppets but Chang's. Chang's roof always fallen in. <laughs> Maybe you should build a stronger roof. And damn, that kid is good. He's already grabbing a knife. Yeah, they keep learning out every trick. <laughs> because these are graboids. They're freaking smart. I don't know how smart. I think they have PhDs in graboidology. I've got a master's in digging through the dirt. Wow, that's all, oh, that full scale. Oh, that Greg Nicotero full scale. It's so cool to know that he did those, like, shit. It's like knowing Alec Gillis and Tom Woodruff, like, created that design. Like, damn, man. Like, the, the masters of effects behind these. You almost expect to hear Stan Winston. And I'm almost, it's so surprising that he wasn't a part of it. But, in all reality, all three of those people come from his visual effects school. So it makes absolute sense that that's why we think of Stan Winston when we see this. And that, now I'm looking, that's why we got, I'm thinking of all the shit you're not supposed to see in the background. And, oh yeah, just hiding it with these little, we're going to go down low. 
And I must admit, the futility of this attempt here to, like, let's build a bomb. Hey, a graboid ass! Hey, I found the ass end! Aha! Uh, but Pyong's futility of, like, I'm gonna build a bomb in the middle of a fight. I called Richard Breakout for that in Tremor 7, where it's, oh yeah, I'm gonna create my, my weapon in the middle of a fight. I'm gonna make a bomb in the middle of my fight. Who knows? These little things don't bother me so much. It's the bigger character things that are bad. <laughs> and Steve would like to point out, too, that the Steam Tractor can actually do this. Like, that we could actually pull a Graboid and make this happen. What I don't fully believe, though, is that an ice pick would grab into a Graboid that easily. <laughs> it would la- like, it's just a little ice picky here. That's, that's all it is, folks. It, I mean... That would have just ripped out the tail by the end of it. You know what I mean? Wouldn't have pulled it. And here's some reverse. This is actually, that's a reverse. That's a reverse shot right there. Like, damn, man. Really well done. Only find out, like, that one I I learned too from the, from the Sam Lee podcast. Yeah, that ice picker, ice picker ain't going in there, uh, Hiram. He's not sticking. Uh... I'll buy I'll buy the rest of this, but that that I do not buy. <laughs> that thing did not did, and it didn't go in there enough. It's like the ham in Tremors Three. It didn't. I understand the concept that you were going for. You just did not have enough time to execute it all the way through. Good try. And there's the only shakiness of that CGI. There's miniature, 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 miniature full scale. Steve's getting his steam engine shots worth and shabloomy ah! Sam Lee talks about one of the fun things to do was he actually got to everybody gets to throw stuff you're always getting to throw everybody gets to throw that was one of his favorite favorite things to do everybody gets to throw the guts if you got a Tremors movie you better be throwing guts you better be tossing them with that Libby's pumpkin pie mix for all your tasty perfection needs Mm, yes, I'm drenched in this goo, but I'm not going to get graboid cancer from it, because these writers aren't shit. Ha! Shapa. Ah, gracias, uh, mi amigo. Amaguito. And Steve talks about, too, they didn't get that pickup shot of Fu picking up the, of the hat. Like, he was really sad that after all of that, like, they didn't get the one shot of Fu picking up the hat so that way he can give it to to one and that is the as far as those visual metaphors go to be given something but then to give it back that is the true meaning of shelter to have and that is what Juan is reaching for a ranch a place to call home home only matters when you have the people to share it with and yeah he did oh he did get a hat he did buy a oh look at him over there sure I love hats Steve I'm with you. You know, Brett Rome's a pastor now. That's a weird fact, but he like a super hardcore religious pastor. I'd love to meet him and talk up about that. Cause he's also very sweary in what I've seen of the deleted or the outtakes of this. <laughs> and I'd lo- I'd love to see those. I'm I'm very agnostic atheist, so I'd love to see that combine or whatever like that. And we're going to talk about everything that we need to clarify that this movie is completely canon to the timeline. 
See? Look, we have Miguel's ranch. I mean, Juan's ranch. Uh, we've got Nancy's house over here. I mean, for Christine. We've got the old Chang family. Do you have a little baby on the way? And then, yeah, Tacopa. And people, oh, yeah, just, is Nestor Tacopa's ancestor? What the fuck, people? Harlan is Tacopa's ancestor. Come on. Come the fuck on. There's your steam engine, Steve. It's funny to hear Steve talking about, you know, we put those little, uh, like, the painting perfection side. We put those little in-jokes in because we're not sure fans will get it, but we put them there for you guys. Like, what? You don't think we'll get it? Oh, I love you. You're so cute. That's adorable. <laughs> you don't think we'll get it. Because even, here's the thing. I have a, I have a, a piece to read after this. Uh, yeah, Bert says they moved to this valley because of geographic, like, that's why Heather and me settled here in the first place. Geographic isolation. He can do that and also be moving to this place because his grandfather did and lived here. Have you ever moved back to where your family started? It makes sense. We all do it. It's a, not, not everybody, but we all do that. Oh, hey. My great-grandpa used to own a silver mine in here, and it's in the middle of the desert, and I want to be all the way away from everybody. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go move out here. It seems like my family home. Great idea. And that's also a reason that Bert has all the money he has is his silver mine. Is the He talks about, there's a great line in the show where, uh, my, uh, my safety nest, my safety egg was, uh, Silver bars converted into shrapnel that was disseminated in the blast. <laughs> like when he blew up his house, like with the ass blasters. He blew up his own fortunes. <laughs> Whoops. And, oh man, fucking hilarious. So that's where, that's why Bert doesn't work. Probably should work though. Like, ha, come on. To not be working and own all those guns. Pashame. shame on you, I say. Oh. And now... The credits roll. And again, you all need to sit through the credits. So I'm going to make you sit through the credits before I'm finished. That is how it works around here on the Talking Tremors podcast. That is how it should work on every podcast. Do you get it, folks? You're watching something. You're watching who created it. You're going to finish watching it all the way through. Sounds like a good idea to me. And while you do, I'm going to make sure I got everything on my, oh, Nancy House, Watch, Future, Hard to Find. Oh, man. I I love my little reduce, reuse, and recycle. They use so much in those movies. Bring it all back around. It looks different. Feels the same. You got people coming back. Story. Cast is perfection. Man. Yeah. I'm going to, Damn. Damn, and damn, man. Shit, yeah. I did that good. Oh, see, I always worry about being presenting to you folks, making sure you have enough information along with the hilarity. So I do great big copious amounts of notes beforehand, and I just always like to make sure I hit everything. And we really did. There's a, like, there's a lot there. Uh, you can get most of that from, like I said, the Tremors 4 commentary. If you didn't fucking hear me talk about it already, you should go listen to it. Get over it. Yeah. Just get over it. Go listen to it. Um, 
If you want to know more about that, check out this Dampede Entertainment fact site. Go look up Tremors 4. Go look up every single question that anybody's ever asked Steve Wilson about Tremors 4 and see his response. And then if you have a question about Tremors 4, just ask Steve and he'll give you a response. I know, right? And then if you want to know even more, check out the Seeking Perfection book, Tremors Guide. At Tremors Guide, written by Jonathan Melville. 300 pages of awesomeness. Seriously, just go go read it. Go check it out. Again, all of this and more that you will need to know. Or want to know. Uh, check out at the Tremors Saga people on Twitter. There's Reddit. Uh, there's our Tremors on Reddit. Now there's a freaking TikTok for Tremors. There's a Discord. I really don't know how to use Discord. That one is so out of my league. But if they do, so there's that. Uh, if you have any questions, you got anything you want to say, suggestions, corrections, questions, ask. Ask away. All of us here, I know I am personally, like, will take any kind of critique that you have. Whatever you want me to do, I'm in for it. I'm here for you unless you want a better quality camera because i have no money for that so get over it folks you don't need to see how beautiful i'm not and (laughs) let's see all those people stampede yeah just yeah just reach out to stampede more reach out to people that you love and you think are cool ask those questions take those leaps try something new the only reason that tremors 4 happened was because universal wanted to make a bunch of money again and they were like just give us a tremors movie and steve was like i like old west movies can we do a tremors in the old west yeah do it because we can just print the money because it's tremors on an empty box yeah you know you guys really depressed me did you know that i hate all of the hollywood system it's the worst. Yeah, Brent, you know, I really... I gotta work on my Brent... I, sorry, I gotta work on my Brent Maddox. You know, Steve, I really... Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. It's just a bunch of bullshit, man. Just a bunch of bullshit. I'm getting there. I, see, Brent doesn't do enough interviews for me to be able to listen to him. There's there's one... The Tremor Saga people... They have a YouTube, too, where they put the 30th anniversary questions up, up and the 30, 30th anniversary panel where they ask questions... Uh, for good, like, two hours. And, yeah, you can really hear Brent get nice and awkward in that. And I mean that in the good, like, yeah, let's break that. We don't need to be so Hollywood confined. And I'm a prim and prop. Oh, look, my name is Hiram Hollywood. Yes! <laughs> it's dumb. And we're done with it. So, yeah. Reach out to Steve and Brent and Nancy. Nancy especially. She may be retired but she's always in the background. Uh, and Ron. Ron's actually the busiest. It's hilarious to like know that. Like that Ron Underwood is the most prolific of them. Even they would have said at the time that like Ron was there. Like, oh yeah, like they had to bring Ron in to direct Tremors. Like that was one of their clauses on the on the movie. Was no, we're not doing this unless Ron Underwood directs. And if that hadn't happened, fucking Ron wouldn't be able to do all that he does today. And he's still helping them, still getting stuff done. I really, really want to see that no special effects sci-fi movie that Brent, Ron, and Steve are all working on together. Like, that just sounds awesome to me. I'm into that so much. (laughs) 
Okay. I brought it up here. Uh, I brought up the fact. This is one. If I'm going to end on things here. Uh, we're going to talk about how what happened to the town after everything left. And this is Steve, so I'm just going to do my Steve voice. Okay, long question. Long answer. To be honest, we didn't put a lot of thought into it. We were getting excited about returning to present day and finding graboids in Australia, Tremors 5, which... <laughs> this is funny. But as avid fact readers know, that didn't happen. <laughs> in any case, here's what I think. For a time... Everyone made money. Since perfection was an active boomtown ballooning to several thousand residents, Pyong and Lu Wan saw their store rebuilt, with real walls this time. Wan rose to foreman and the mine, wisely putting every penny he made into improving his paid-off ranch land. Inevitably, the silver played out, and perfection went the way of so many other boomtowns, shrinking almost overnight never to return to its former glory. But it was never abandoned. There was always a core of hard-working residents. Juan took over his ranch and turned full-time to raising cattle. Decades later, the ranch would be owned by Miguel. Chang's market never closed. Pyong and Lu Wan gamely ran their store well into the next century, when Fu Yen did indeed take over, with Walter following him. Perfection was not helped by its geographic isolation. Due to the mountains and the cliffs, to this day there is only the one road into the valley. The road wasn't even paved until the 1950s when there was increased activity in town due to the nuclear weapons testing in Nevada. Even then, the use of federal funds to pave the road was denounced as government port for a road to nowhere. Government money and personnel disappeared with end of testing, and the Cold War and perfection was once again a lonely outpost. Bert, Heather, and Nancy were relative newcomers, arriving in the 70s and 80s, respectively. Melvin's parents used it as a second home, spending most of their time in Vegas. So that's a bit of the history as we know it now, as we now know it. So they're always thinking, lo like, I love how much they're always thinking and working with this, it's funny to hear on the the commentary, Steve. There's a there's a bit of a war going on right now between the factions of Tremors fans. That's uh, where I was talking about the North and South thing, where nobody knows what direction it goes. But oh yeah, they're all vehemently kind of debating about it. So if you would like to, you can join us and join in the debate with us to see which way it goes. And it's not you know the critique like oh this is bad, but oh no let's like let's fix this. Uh, <clears throat> there's another great podcast. Um, uh they made a sequel, or oh, it's not sequel rights, I can't remember it, uh, Aaron Peterson and Troy Heinrichs uh, do this podcast, and they remake sequels, uh, and Steve was on it for four episodes, uh, remaking The Magnificent Seven, The Howling, uh, he talks about Tremors, and then an episode where he remakes Short Circuit, and to have, like, to listen to Steve Wilson remake his own movie with some people, like what other people lowers and like, Oh no man, we're all the same fucking level here. And Steve will take as much as give, give as much as take back and forth. It's a wonderful, wonderful collaboration. So if you love tremors, if you're listening to this in any way, give that feedback, 
to those at the Tremor Saga people. Send Steve the questions. Send it anywhere and everywhere. Ask and ask and ask. Because the more we get that out there, the more we can change the narrative to what it's truly about, which is Stampede getting their freaking creation stolen from them. It's horrible. It's horrible. And we're all done with it. Am I right? Cool. So now, I like the thank yous. So if you've been listening, you get this little reward of like, good job for listening. And thank you for helping out everybody. I know you're probably like, but what did I do? Y'all do something. So don't be hating on yourself. All right. I ask myself, what do I do? All I do is talking to this fucking camera. All right. That ain't shit, man. I don't even edit this. Like I just talk. There's the mic. And I go. Uh, I do a little bit of writing beforehand. So come on. Do it. You got it. You got it. Like that's why I give my major props to Kevin Collins. You know what? I'm going to start with him. I love you, Kevin. You're the best. He was on our last episode. Kevin Collins at Beetle Bear on all platforms. Uh, EE, not EA, Beetle Bear. Uh, absolutely fabulous dude. Uh, he wrote an audio drama called Writing Perfection. Find it on YouTube. Uh, that's a story about a guy named Wilson Stevens who's writing a, a book uh, and then goes to perfection for some inspiration and ends up finding it. Uh, meets someone named Clancy Hobbits. Wilson Stevens, Clancy Hobbits. I know he said that on the last episode, but I was like, ah, my God, that's so cool. So check that out. I love you, Kevin. Thank you for everything you do. You're freaking dope. After Kevin, and I did that first so Kevin would feel extra grateful, is Steve S.S. Wilson. Thank you, bro. You're the best. Again, none of this could happen without you at all. So I know you don't give yourself enough credit. and You don't think you're good enough. You don't think you're good at this. And you don't know what you're doing. Wrong, wrong, wrong. You got this. You got it. Michelle and Bob, they both love you too. Thank you, Bob Wilson, for filming The Lost Tapes. That stuff is perfection. Thank you, Michelle, for being there for Steve. Thank you for putting all of this together, making it happen behind the scenes. You guys rock. Thank you to to Brent Maddock, Nancy Roberts, and Ron Underwood. Please, can you guys just keep doing stuff? I know that Hollywood doesn't want you to, but the rest of us do. Find a Kickstarter. Find a way for us to fund you. We'll do it. We'll buy more Frady Cats. We'll buy more Tucker's Monster. Please get it. Please make it happen. We want the Stampede. Let's Stampede Tremors and make it happen, yo. Please and thank you. Yeah. And to that end, thank you also to Glenn Maddock, another great behind-the-scenes person, doing a whole bunch of stuff, getting stuff done, putting people together. Thank you, Glenn. I know your brother thanks you. Probably doesn't show it, but he really does. Uh, All our love to you. Thank you... To the Sons and Shadow podcast for, again, just being excellent people. Uh, Jeff Johnson and Kevin Smith. Ah, you two. So much thanks. Uh, When you called me out in that one podcast, I about died. That's so nice. It's great to hear from y'all. And yo, Harley Smith, you got this, girl. Yeah. Be nice to your dad. And be careful about watching horror movies with the tablet in his room. But yeah, you got this. Autistic people for the win. 
We are the future. Hang tight. And yeah, also your son too, Kevin. Fuck those bullies. And you stand up to them. And you stand up to those parents too. Because parents can be bullies. Parents can be universal executives. The same way, man. You fucking stand up to them. You tell them no. Be nice to my kid. Uh, You probably probably have no idea what I'm talking about. But go on Twitter and follow at KCS Smith. And you'll fucking see, man. Great people. Great people. Thank you to... The Anthony Has Issues, or the We Have Issues podcast with Anthony LaFucci and Stephen Wildcard. That's not his last name. Oh, my God. I should have wrote his, damn his last name down. No, Stephen, Stevie Avaland. Oh, it's an, oh, shit. But thank you, Anthony and Stevie, for all your help, for all your love, for everything you guys do. Mucho, mucho. Um, ooh, John. I already gave you a shout-out. Jonathan Melville of the Tremors Guide. So much behind-the-scenes work here. Uh, uh, None of this. None of this would be possible to create if he hadn't done all of the legwork and the groundwork to get here in the first place. So if you are listening to this podcast, I beg of you in every single way possible, please go out and get the Seeking Perfection Tremors Guide. If you don't want to pay the money to buy a book, it's like $2. It's a dollar on Kindle. Go get it, and you have it on your phone, just to scroll through when you're pooping, and you will, you will, it'll be your ultimate scroller when you're pooping, so go get it, go get it, bro, Um, ooh, I know they they don't want to hear this, I know, Metal Recon, I know you don't want to hear this, but you, Bob Rushy, and Alicia, Alicia Pearson, and Ashley Slashy, shit, you guys, on that Twitter, you're always helping out the Tremor Saga. I know you don't think that it does anything. Trust me, they're making stuff happen. Every time you're retweeting and liking and putting that message out there, the more that they can do to get that done, the more that we can spread that message, the better. Please and and thank you and love you for everything on that front. And sorry, Metal Recon, that you live in the desert and you're absolutely terrified of Tremors. For the rest of your life and the ground. We're sorry. <laughs> Thank you to Rattlesat, Rattle Cat, and Rattlesire uh, for helping set this up in the first place and get all these podcasts done. Uh, I get, I'm all. I'm just so much love to these people. Thank you. And on that note, too, Joshua Pruitt at Zombie Tardis. There's some things happening with Stampede Tremors, y'all. He's an animator. Wonderful guy. Working on a little bit of an idea to make something happen there. Um, Can't 100% tell everything yet. uh, But if you stay tuned, everything comes back around. Welcome to the Wormverse. Um, ah. Lojack, thank you again for your Tremors mod on that Call of Duty. It was a great little tournament. I can't begin to thank you enough for putting that word out there in the gaming community, getting that little bit of letting everybody know about it. I can go so far, man. And even bigger on that front, Zoran Govojic, if you're listening to this, please, for the love of God, I hope you are, because your videos have allowed Stampede Tremors to freaking soar. You don't know how many people are now talking about Tremors because of those Kill Count videos. And not just talking about Tremors, 
as the movies. But now they know this story. Now they are starting to understand how Stampede created all of those movies with love and care and family. And then Universal fucking blasted them out. So I cannot wait to hear your Tremors 5 Bloodline review and just hear how scathing that is. Uh, these last four have been amazing. And yes, I too cannot wait for you to do Tremors the Series. Yes, please and thank you. If you would like to come on this podcast and do a Tremors the Series episode, you're always welcome. You can come talk about Tremors for three hours if you'd like to. I'm almost at two hours right now. So, I mean, if I can do it, we can do it. Come on, bud. <laughs> um, there's one... I always like to shout out that merch for the Lava Lamp Foundation, uh, created by some friends of mine. Uh, their brother died to a heroin overdose, and no one bothered to take him to the hospital because they were absolutely afraid of getting in trouble. The Lava Lamp Foundation is about letting everybody know that they don't have to be afraid and getting the people the things that they need to not do those kinds of drugs anymore. Never done it myself. Like, that's where I absolutely love this. Because uh, it's like, I don't even have to personally experience it to know, okay, this is something we should be helping people with. Overcoming that that mental health gap. So, if you don't want to help me out, that's fine. Help out them. Boom. Um, the Lava Lamp Foundation, the Hallahans, Casey and Sarah Hallahan. Absolutely amazing people. And then I want to thank to my mom, my pappy, my sister Lacey, and her four boys, Shonday, Chantrell, Samaje, and Shamar. Shonday and Samaje were in the last episode. Uh, I'm going to get them in on one of these two. I have a whole idea for explaining. I know what I'm going to do. It's going to be cute. But that's my family. I love them. And there's no way I could ever do anything without them and all the support that they give. So thank you guys. And then even bigger on that support level, I have to thank my wife, my love, my everything, Caitlin Marie Lutt. I love you so much, babe. You're amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for everything. Thank you. Uh, that's why you get the last credit. Because you're the most important. At least to me. Uh, and yeah, that's it, folks. We did it. We did it. We made it through Tremors 4. Uh... I'm almost at the two-hour mark, and I almost I wanna I almost wanna stall for time to see if I can get there, get there fine. Uh, but really, I'm at the end. I don't have much to say. Uh, you know, check out Tremor Saga on Twitter. Check out the subreddit. Check out Discord. Check out YouTube. At, at fuck, just look up the Tremor Saga anywhere, and you'll find it. Like they are freaking everywhere which is good because if you like that at tremors movie twitter doesn't do shit and the facebook group doesn't do shit so like it's good to see that there's someone on social media actually spreading the word about tremors so it's awesome keep it up thank you guys thank you for making this podcast happen thank you for editing it and getting it done uh this is so cool uh my name is levi dylan bursloff lutt i have been your host this is Talking Tremors, folks. And uh, around here, we must do what we can with what we have. Well said. Well said.